Welcome to Fat Girl Gone Keto, episode one. Welcome to Fat Girl Gone Keto. I'm your host, Jane T, and this podcast is designed for anyone who's been thinking about starting a ketogenic or keto diet, uh, those who are in the early phases and are experiencing some struggles, it, those of you who are like myself have maybe a significant amount of weight to lose and understand some of the stresses and pressures that go along with it. So today, we're really going to focus on kind of a bit of my background, what brought me to this place with keto, as well as some of the symptoms I've experienced or, or things I've experienced in these early phases, such as the infamous keto flu, no matter how well you prepare, uh, some of the surprising symptoms that have come out of it, what I've learned, and kind of some interesting facts to go forward with. So thank you for joining me here today on Fat Girl Gone Keto. So for starters, let's begin. Okay, why did I name my podcast Fat Girl Gone Keto? Uh, First thing, I want people to very easily and immediately understand what my podcast is about. Um, It also reflects a bit of my defiant spirit and flippant spirit on this weight loss journey. And, you know, kind of a claiming where I'm at. I do not mean the title to be offensive or derogatory to myself or anyone else, uh, but I really wanted it to be kind of poking fun at this whole thing that is, you know, getting in shape and, and all of the struggles and this ketogenic diet. So I will be poking fun at that as well at times. So um, just kind of made it, I wanted to make it lighthearted and approachable. And I thought the name was catchy. Next, who I am. So as I stated in the intro, my name is Jane T. I'm a 30-something corporate type, uh, live, work, love, play in northeastern part of the U.S. uh, when I'm not traveling for something usually work-related. And I have a very busy schedule like all of my listeners, I'm sure, you know, between work demands, social demands, family demands, etc. And I've just come to a point where I just want to get control over this part of my life. This leads into my next thing of why I started this podcast. So I started this podcast for a couple of reasons. Uh, The first is I wanted to kind of connect with others who I definitely believe are on the same journey and maybe sharing the same feelings and experiences that I have. Uh, The next reason is probably because I really wanted to tell my story in some way, shape or form. Um, and I feel that a podcast is a very, uh, user-friendly way to do it, you know, in this day and age. And the third reason I don't think I'm as clear yet on, but I see it as being this podcast and my commitment to it, being a bit of an accountability partner and to all of my current and future fans. Um, I want you to go on this journey with me and help me stay the course as I help you stay the course to reach whatever uh, health and fitness goals you have. So uh, getting back to the ketogenic part. So for those of you who are not familiar, a ketogenic diet is traditionally a high fat, low carb, moderate protein diet. Um, There are different iterations of it. Uh, For myself, I definitely want to say this first week, probably at 30 grams total carbs or less. 
Um, I've tried starting out at that 20 total carbs or even 20 net carbs. And it was a little, it threw me off a little bit. So I want to start at probably my, for my macronutrients, my total carbs for a day is going to be 30 grams, at least right now. I do plan on trending that downwards as I become more familiar with the prep and everything that needs to go, the meal prep that needs to go in um, to me being prepared for eating every day. Um, I would say fat, I'm not, as for many of the YouTube videos I've watched and articles I've read, worrying about the fat being exceedingly high is not necessarily what someone starting on keto um, should focus on. What I am focused on is having healthy fats during um, my meals as well as trying to do minimal dairy. There's going to be some, but I would like to get to a very low dairy uh, state as well. Um, Currently, I am on day five of the ketogenic diet and I really played around with starting this podcast but I said you know what I'm starting the journey I'm not starting out on day one but I feel this is still early enough to say you know I am still very much a beginner uh to give you a little more about myself I currently weigh my stats I'm about 250 and 250 pounds and I am only about five foot four so uh it's not fun, but thankfully I know how to dress it up pretty well. But I want to get back to my goal weight or my weight being about 150, 140, 150 when I felt very good about myself, was much more active and was able to do a lot more. So I feel that getting serious about sticking to this diet is, is very important. Uh, so some of my past experiences with keto, I think I've been playing with the keto or ketogenic diet for about two years on and off. So when I, the very, very first time I tried it, just saw the diet, did not do the research on it, just jumped on the bandwagon. Um, that was about two years ago. And in the first week, I lost probably about 10 pounds and I was feeling good. The, when the second week came, like day eight came, oh my goodness, the keto flu hit me like a bowling ball. Just, just it completely bowled me over. I had no clue what was going on. I had headaches. I was tired. I was groggy. And subsequently, because I had not done the proper research to begin, I quit. Um, so my first experience, yes, I was successful, but I was not prepared uh, because I w- did not understand what I needed to do or the supplements or nutrients that I probably should take to alleviate completely or definitely minimize the symptoms and impacts of keto flu, uh, which is nothing but the body adjusting to this new style of eating where you are severely restricting carbs as compared to the standard American diet. Uh, The second time I tried keto, I would say I probably wasn't very serious about it. Um, so it had mediocre success. Third time I tried it. Now, please understand this is intermittently, but over a two year period, uh, I failed. And once I did, I had the, I thought I had everything I needed in terms of preparation for it, but I just could not 
stay on the bandwagon with it. And when I went to my doctor and I went, you know, to some forums on social media, I found out the reason was because of adrenal fatigue. So it was not the diet per se. It was the way my body was reacting um, to the diet. And the impact wasn't the tiredness of the keto flu, but it was adrenal fatigue. So if once I and everything almost on keto is the exact opposite of what you need to do to have healthy adrenals. So one or have them in balance, I shouldn't say healthy, but have them in balance. So once I went to my doctor and got that back on track, um, started incorporating the foods back that I needed to, um, I haven't tried keto probably for a solid, I can't say a solid year. So I'd say about nine months. So now, you know, I, it's the end of wrapping up one year soon to start another one in about a month, month and a half. And I've just made the decision. I want to do this. I've done the research uh, from past experiences with keto, as well as I've been doing a lot of research uh, before starting this, this current journey that I'm on. And I really want to do this. So my goal at the, at the beginning, um, as I say, stated earlier, I am on day five. What I want to do is keep my total fat gram, total grams of carbohydrates, excuse me, at 30 um, or less. My goal is to probably trend down to 20 net carbs uh, per day for the first, probably starting next week, um, for maybe the first month or two, and then see where that, where I land, see what my weight loss looks like, see what the other markers of success are such as energy, bloating, fatigue, etc. Um I would say my overall goal was probably to lose, you know, about a hundred pounds. I'm not really putting a time limit on it because I do understand that keto is a lifestyle change. I would say time limit, I'm gonna be generous, I'm saying less than a year and I believe I can do that. Uh but I still have many other components to consider and incorporate, which I can't wait to bring you on future episodes. Uh, Next thing I want to discuss is this keto flu. So the keto flu, as I stated earlier, is just the body's response to adjusting to a style of eating where carbohydrates are severely restricted in comparison to the standard American diet and where fat, depending on what protocol you know, you decide to go with can be a little bit higher to much higher. So when starting out, um, the best advice that I've seen just across the board is beginners should not worry about too much protein or worrying about overloading with fat. They really need to focus on getting that total grams of carbohydrates per day in their diet down. Um, so I've tried to keep it really simple. Uh, and you know, so I can actually stick to it. And that has worked this week. So, but on the part about the keto flu. So the three nutrients that you need when you are going into keto flu or before you start keto, you should have these on hand and they're all available on Amazon or at your local health food store is sodium, potassium, and magnesium. So one of the first symptoms that you will experience is probably headaches on keto. Everybody's different, but that is the first thing I've always experienced anytime I've tried keto. So what helps with that is 
a product that I give on Amazon and none of these things are sponsored. I have purchased all these items myself. It's called Quick Lights. Now there are very different variations of supp sodium supplements, but buy a sodium supplement. And for this first week, I've been on about one teaspoon a day. Now people say you can dilute it and put it in water, and put it in drinks, it's not salty. I'm, I'm about, you know, get it in, get it done. So I just take it straight in a little teaspoon um, measuring spoon. Uh, it is disgusting because it is concentrated salt, but it works. Uh, the second supplement that I use is a potassium supplement. It's not directly in front of me right now, but just, you know, search search for it on Amazon or, or at your health food store. And I take about, I take the serving size. I know I take the suggested serving size for that. So when your body is short of potassium, that's your that's when, if any of you ever participated in sports before or even experienced this before, usually after a sporting event or marathon, is the cramping, the leg cramps. Uh, the a Charlie horse um, is definitely a sign of a lack of potassium in the system. So one thing I experienced this week was just gentle subtle i can't say gentle like subtle cramping nothing is extremes of charlie horse if you've never had one they are they can be excruciating uh but just subtle cramping in my calf muscles and that's how i knew i needed to take um, a potassium supplement so i took that serving size i probably did that days two two three and four um and i'm fine now uh on to the magnesium so <laughs> <laughs> magnesium is a supplement that is also something you need as a part of to me like the top trio of items to prevent or at least minimize the symptoms of keto flu and the supplement i have it's actually a milk of magnesia i know is a very popular one that's been around a long time but that's not what i have it's a magnesium supplement on, from amazon and i think it's orange flavor so me being brave and think I'm thinking I'm great, probably around day theory, I did not take the suggested serving size. So I took probably a tablespoon mixed in a little water and just gulped it down. Now, in hindsight, and when I look today, the suggested serving size is about two teaspoons. What magnesium does to the body is definitely will create you needing to be very close to the bathroom because it does impact your stool it will cause a looser stool so yes i kind of gave myself a bit of needing to be close to the bathroom for about a day and a half by taking too much magnesium lesson learned i will going forward pay attention to the serving size on any supplement i take and adjust up or down as necessary um so you know lesson learned from there stick to serving sizes but the three main supplements that will help minimize or totally alleviate uh the keto flu are a sodium supplement a potassium supplement and a magnesium supplement all of those as i stated are available local health food store google it you know you can find them on amazon um next is i do take a multivitamin just you know a women's multivitamin um that I've always taken so I, I have not stopped that um, some of the things so the thing I realized when I was going through a needing to have a very close relationship to the bathroom when I took too much magnesium I definitely googled and YouTube videos is that it also could be a trigger for 
my body being more inflamed than I thought. So I thought that was interesting because that was a side effect that I had never, you know, experienced before. And I've have taken large doses of magnesium before, and that had not happened. So I feel it was a bit of the magnesium, but also my body telling me that I probably am more inflamed than I thought. Um, the, what that triggered for me was the need to cut back on the dairy. Now I have not been excessive with dairy during this first week of keto, but it has definitely been a part of uh, my diet. I like a little cream, little heavy cream, maybe a splash in my coffee, but not so much there, but more so the cheese that I may have on a piece of, you know, grilled chicken or something. Um, I really want to consciously cut back on dairy as well because I see the value of having a less inflamed system overall and dairy does promote inflammation. So uh, going into this, finishing up this first week and going into the second week of keto, what I'm doing today is some meal planning and just trying to figure out doing some research online, some, you know, through popular uh, low carb and keto blogs of what I need to do and, you know, how I want to do this. And I learned I did very simple meal prep this week and it helped me, you know, stay on track. I'll go through that next. And just I want to continue to be successful. And I know the only way to do that is to plan to be successful and not position myself for failure. So moving on what I ate this week. So this first week, I am all about buying something quick that makes my life easier in terms of following this eating plan. So I did three square. I'm not trying to do anything fancy right now. I do want to get into intermittent fasting and some things. I do see the value in that, but I will talk about that on future episodes when I, when I'm ready to cross that bridge. But right now I wanted to keep things as consistent as possible, um, in alignment with the way I normally eat. So I normally eat two to three meals a day, maybe a snack. Um, I'm not a big snacker. Uh, so that wasn't, so I tried to keep three meals cause that's, that's something my body's used to. So for breakfast, I bought the, um, or Ida just crack an egg, a bunch of those because it's everything you need. You just add an egg. So I bought every version of it that is low carb and well, all of them are low carb, but the ones that didn't have like potatoes is one of the add-ins to it. So I, I found that the protein pack one, protein packed one, it's in the little, I think it has like the little black, um, container is my favorite. So you just crack an egg. It has like bacon, sausage, and cheese. You whip that up. You cook it in the microwave for 40 seconds. Great. Then I got the individual servings of guacamole. Um, kind of like a four pack. They're kind of pricey because I had not purchased avocados. And when you purchase avocados, you know, you have to wait a little bit till they are ready to actually use. So I just bought a four pack of those and it was great. I had the just crack an egg and you know, cooked in the microwave and the little individual servings of guacamole for my fat. Both were, I think, the net carbs for that meal um, or the total carbs even for that meal was like five grams. Perfect. Then I went on to, I was fine. I had my cup of coffee with that, with the splash of cream. I was fine. Lunchtime, I kept it simple again. I did <clears throat> like ground turkey that I had, you know, cooked in a pan um, with seasonings, added some extra, like a pad of butter to it on top with maybe some cauliflower rice 
and broccoli, maybe a cup, a cup and a half of that for lunch, seasoned it, seasoned it pretty well. Um, very easy to cook, very easy to make in a large batch. I was fine. Uh, what have not been hungry this week. So didn't have, I think I had a snack once when I had that snack, it would usually be one of the 100 calorie packs of the blue diamond salted almonds, because you do want to have salt in your diet. This, this is important. Uh, had that maybe whenever time between a meal that I was hungry. Then for dinner this week, I've kept it simple. So I had maybe uh, chicken breasts that I had filleted and stuffed with, um, there's a green giant has a cauliflower rice stuffing because it's around holiday time as I'm starting this podcast. So this is a new product available. It was excellent. So I sauteed that up um, separately. Then I, you know, filleted, thawed and filleted the chicken breast, boneless, skinless chicken breast, stuffed it with that, baked it in some, you know, in some butter and chicken broth. And it was fabulous. And then for my veggie, I had uh, broccoli. I'm a big fan of broccoli um, with butter and salt. So, and if I ever had a desire, those were my three meals. And if, but if I ever had a desire for anything sweet, I like not a big fan of protein shakes, but there is one that actually doesn't taste gross to me. It's probably the only one. Um, The Atkins milk chocolate ready to drink shakes. I actually like those. They taste a little bit like the fudge sickles, you know, when you were a kid used to eat. So I keep a few of those in my fridge and it's kind of for dual purposes. If it's an emergency and I just haven't prepared anything and I need some protein and something to just maybe calm the hunger, but also if I want something a little sweet. So one whole carton of those is usually, I think it's about two grams of net carbs. So I usually only take a sip or two if I just need to take an edge off and have wanted something sweet. And that worked for me this week. Also, before I went to bed, I tried to have maybe some decaf green tea or some chamomile tea, you know, some type of herbal tea just to get something warm on your stomach to make you think, you know, you're full. Uh, But as I said, even in this first week of actually doing it correctly, I have not felt hungry. Um, So tips and takeaways that, uh, you know, so that was my menu this week, but tips and takeaways would be continue to prep. I think that is excellent, awesome, and a good idea. Uh, Also to realize that it doesn't have to be complex. It can be very easy, but it may be a little boring. So I didn't have the most variety I've ever had in a diet this week, but it was okay because I was at least on track to where my total grams of carbs this week was 30 or less. Many times it was less, but I just, I just put 30 cause I know doing 20 was, um, kind of difficult for me in the past. So I would like to adjust that down, um, next week, but the adjusting down isn't the most important part for next week. My goal is really to pull out the dairy or, you know, minimize the dairy or really only add it into meals where I feel it's important. Uh, so that's all for me. Once again, this is your host, Jane T fat girl gone keto episode one. I look forward to talking to you next week about meal prep that I did for next week and next steps I'm taking on this journey. Talk to you soon.